Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. According to Troy University Chancellor Jack Hawkins, Jr., leadership skills are needed now more than ever at all levels of society. Dr. Hawkins joins us to discuss his own path to leadership, as well as his podcast on leadership. Dr. Jack Hawkins, Jr., thank you so much for joining us on In Focus today. Well, thank you, Carolyn. Always a pleasure to be with you. Several years ago, I interviewed Venerable Koo, a Cambodian monk who was studying your leadership style, and when he got back to Cambodia, he let me know how he implemented them. So we're interested in your own path to leadership. The podcast on leadership encapsulates some of your principles and other principles. You have done, what, eight or nine episodes so far? I think, uh, yes, there will be 18 altogether. We're at about the halfway point, as I recall. So You were in the military as a U.S. Marine. You fought in the Vietnam War. In your own trajectory, your own career, when did you decide that leadership was the key? Oh, that's a wonderful question, uh, Carolyn. I, you know, I'm not sure exactly at what point any of us consider ourselves to be a leader, but we can always try. When my daughter went away to the Hobie, the Hugh O'Brien Leadership Program, and came home, and she said, I never viewed myself as a leader until I was called one. She went on to become a commissioned officer in the Air Force and has occupied many leadership roles. I think early in life, I knew that I was comfortable trying to make a difference. And I think that's what leadership truly is. It's about service first. I don't believe you can be a good leader unless you're a servant. And that's why I think the whole concept of servant leadership has merit. But my step into leadership was intensified when I became an officer in the United States Marine Corps. I still believe that the military offers some of the best and most effective leadership preparation and training in the world. It was probably during that period of time I learned my best and most important lessons leading Marines and probably leading Marines in Vietnam. So I value all the leadership roles that I've been privileged to occupy, but leadership truly is an opportunity to change lives and make a difference. You went back to Vietnam. There are many campuses of Troy University all over the world You went back to deliver a commencement address. You were standing at the podium. You looked out into the audience. You saw a former enemy. As a background to all of that, when I left Vietnam in 1969, it was a war-torn country where a lot of pain had been inflicted to a lot of people. And so I had little or no interest in ever returning to Vietnam In 2001, I was invited, we were as a university, to consider offering academic programs. To be frank, I didn't accept that first invitation, but a year later I did go, and in 2002, we began to establish academic programs, initially in Hanoi, which had been the capital of North Vietnam, which was kind of ironic. As you'll recall, it was in the Hanoi Hilton that all of our POWs were kept, including John McCain. 
And so when we went back, we began to plan and implement programs in Hanoi and then in Ho Chi Minh City, previously called Saigon. In 2017, we were invited to go to Da Nang. And our counterpart in Da Nang, it's a private institution that was actually founded by the hero of the Battle of Way City who fought for the Viet Cong. Another former enemy became a partner, but that first commencement ceremony was in 2008, February the 28th. It was the first time that an American university had ever awarded the bachelor's degree in Vietnam. So it was a great honor for us to be there to award that degree. But as I looked into the audience, there was an older gentleman about my age that was sitting there in a green uniform with lots of medals on his chest. And I knew instantly that he was a former North Vietnamese officer who had distinguished himself. And the irony of his presence was that he was there to celebrate the graduation of his great nephew who received a degree from Troy University. So I took such great pride in the fact that now our former enemies were actually celebrating the graduation of their own relatives from a university that 50 years ago they would have never thought would ever serve them. Things have changed in Vietnam, and I'm so grateful for the opportunities given Troy University to serve people in that part of the world. Do you remember what you said to that gentleman when you met him after the commencement ceremony? When I looked out of the corner of my eye and I saw him coming down the aisle, I didn't really have any idea what his intention was, but it was to have a photograph taken with me presenting that degree to his great nephew. I think there was a news reporter that came up to me and she put the microphone in front of me and she asked, how does it feel coming back after more than 40 years? And I sort of blurted out, you know, the first time we came, we were carrying bullets, but Now we're bringing books. It says it all. Well, back to your podcast on leadership. This sort of understanding is covered in your episode six. We we look at the world around us and we see what's happening. And truly, I believe if all of us practiced the golden rule, this world would be so considerably better. But too often we don't. And too often it's our ignorance that separates or divides us. Throughout my life, I have learned to believe that there can be strength in differences. What we've attempted to do at Troy is to realize that through understanding comes acceptance and then an appreciation. So our concept has been to bring the world to Troy and bring people from different cultures, different races, different religions into one place so we can learn from each other. And in the process, I think we learn to appreciate the differences through understanding, and then we build lasting relationships. But I believe that we've been able to create a diverse and inclusive environment at Troy. In episode four of your On Leadership podcast, you talk about servant leadership. There was a sentence that spun me around. Real leaders eat last. Elaborate on that. I guess within the context of the Marine Corps, that was embedded in my mind. And eat last simply in a military sense means to take care of your troops before you get in line. For us at Troy University, I have preached, and I know my colleagues agree with this, that it's the most important thing we do is to serve students. Put them first. All else takes care of itself. It's about making a difference in the lives of those that entrust to you their hopes, their aspirations, their dreams for the future. 
In episode nine, persistence is the key to success. You talk about developing leaders and how to do that. Persistence is the mortal enemy of defeat. One of the things that we always emphasized within our own family is if you stay the course, if you take the high road, if your journey is worthwhile and you have clearly defined goals, it's persistence that will get you across the goal line. And that's one thing that we emphasize to our students. What else do you want your listeners to take away from this? to understand how essential leadership is in the world in which we live. It was Thomas Jefferson who said this delicate thing called a democracy will require leaders with integrity, ability, and vision. One of the great shortages that I see on a daily basis in America today are proven leaders. We need leaders who care about the people they lead, but we have to develop more leaders. You know, the military model carried this country for 200 years, but now with less than 1% of our young people, ages 18 to 25, going into the military, we don't have that training ground like we once had. And that's why I think it's so important for universities like Troy University to do its fair share in preparing leaders for the next generation of leadership. Whether it's in the PTA or an elected office, we need strong leaders who will step up and particularly in elected office. I want to thank you for being our guest today and for creating the On Leadership Podcast. Well, I thank you, Carolyn. That was Dr. Jack Hawkins, Jr., Chancellor of Troy University, discussing his podcast, On Leadership, available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.